Hey friends, happy Friday. Oh, what a beautiful, full, abundant week it has been. So I'm so excited to be bringing you this episode today where I interview a good friend of mine, Trish Hayes, who is an amazing physiotherapist. I can speak from experience now that I have actually had a session with her. Uh, gosh, it's it's just life-changing. Um, so I'm really excited to be bringing this info to you all today so you can learn something about a new modality and hopefully go give it a try yourselves. Uh, but first, a quick message from our sponsor. Hey, it's Meredith Therian, aka Fit Myth NYC, here to tell you that I am now offering personal training sessions virtually. You no longer have to be a New York City resident to get customized workouts tailored to your goals and your needs. Specializing in pre-postnatal and women's fitness. Build confidence, boost your mood, and maybe even bust a move. Check the website at fitmiss-nyc.com. That's F-I-T-M-I-S-S-NYC.com. Hey friends, Hannah here with the Practically Well podcast, where I will be bringing you amazing holistic guests to educate, inspire, and empower you to live your healthiest, fullest life in a practical way. As an acupuncturist and coach, I believe that the mind and body are deeply connected and that when we can tap into these natural reservoirs within ourselves and heal, anything is possible. So it is my goal to bring you a variety of transformative topics and practices to the table in a simple, digestible way so that you can break down old barriers, seek out new holistic methods, and up-level your mindset and life so that you can get wherever you want to go. It is all in your hands, and I'm here to be your guide. So let's get started. Hey friends, and welcome to another beautiful day on the Practically Well podcast. I am so excited to be joined today by a fabulous lady named Trish Hayes. She is a physiotherapist who specializes in manual therapy and pelvic health. So today on the show, we're going to be talking all things mind-body. So first, we're going to be learning about Trish's modality specifically and how it can help to heal the body and mind. We'll also be discussing the vital nature of the mind-body connection and release when it comes to women's health. And you will get all the info you need to connect with Trish and start integrating this deeply healing practice into your life. So without further ado, let's bring Trish on. Welcome to the show, girl. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me, Hannah. I'm so excited. Me too. I think this is going to be a really great conversation because I know we have outside of this recording talked about, you know, our, our two modalities and just how much overlap there is. And, you know, I've just been so fascinated to learn about what you do specifically, because while it's within the realm of physical therapy, there's just so much more to it and your specialty within it and modality is um, just really, really beautiful and very healing. So I'm really excited for our listeners to learn more about it and, you know, know how to connect with you. Um, So I'd love to, as a starting point, just have you, you know, introduce yourself to the listeners, um, tell them what you do within the scope of physical therapy and, you know, what, what led you to this path that you're on now? Yeah. So um, like Hannah already prefaced, I consider my specialty in pelvic health and manual therapy, um, which is 
kind of one of the reasons I love it so much is that pelvic health in general sounds like it's a very specialized kind of field, but it actually allows us to take a really kind of full picture of the body in terms of how we treat, how we even look at it um, in some of the issues that our clients come in with, which may or may not even be pelvic health related. Um, so how I got into this field, I mean, to put simply, it was probably one of the only things that actually captured my attention in PT school, awesome. <laughs> but outside, outside of that, I knew going into whatever career and specialty I chose, I wanted to choose something that kind of enveloped my passion and also supported, had the same kind of background and supports that I have as like a really progressive, um, individual in general. Mm -hmm. And working in a field like pelvic health, because it is such kind of a new specialty. And so on the rise, um, in that kind of way, it really kind of personified what I wanted to do going forward in kind of the progressive nature that I am in being a very outspoken, passionate individual myself. <laughs> awesome. It, it, so it really fits who you are. And so it just comes naturally, right? Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I love that. Um, so for all the newbies out there who are like, you know, what do you do with pelvic health? What's that about? You know, how, how do you, you know, how do you work on me if I'm not having a specific pelvic health issue? You know, can you kind of describe in, in kind of basic, um, newbie terms for our listeners, you know, what you typically do in your day-to-day -day practice when you are working with somebody and, and kind of what are, what are the similarities and differences from what people think of as, more like standard physical therapy. Yeah. So, I mean, everyone likes to joke around that like, oh, I work on vaginas for a living, <laughs> <laughs> which like that's, ob that's obviously a very big part of it. But um, to start with kind of similarities to what we do, uh, like other physical therapists do is we still look at, you know, the musculoskeletal system in terms of, you know, joint mobilizations, manipulations. We do throw in exercises. Um, here and there as well, especially if that's somebody's main reason for coming in, if they're looking for a more functional movement um, kind of standpoint. But aside from that, we kind of see all realms of the spectrum, but I think one very commonality of something that comes into our clinic a lot tends to be more chronic issues. So whether it be kind of pelvic pain, chronic low back pain, um, neck pain, a whole realm of whatever you've had going on for a really long time. Um, and then being in the pelvic specialty, we do see a lot of um, like postpartum, prenatal, that whole realm, because obviously that's a very large trauma on your lady parts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and then luckily I get to work at a wonderful practice that allows us to integrate other kind of modalities as well. So it's not just looking at the musculoskeletal system. We're allowed to do, or I shouldn't say we're allowed to do, I'm blessed to be able to also treat um some of the other techniques that I do such as like visceral manipulation and craniosacral therapy so it's a really beautiful blend of different techniques and modalities that we're able to offer um our clients awesome awesome yeah that's so beautiful that they allow this or again not allow they <laughs> they provide the space for you to grow and shift and expand within your knowledge and expertise so that at the end of the day, you're able to offer so many different things to your clients, right? Because exactly. everybody is different and coming in with a different set of circumstances. And if you have kind of a whole menu of options for ways you can help them, 
you're just going to be able to do even deeper healing than if you were just focusing on, you know, one piece of the puzzle, right? Exactly. And I was even, I was having a conversation with one of my patients today. It was the first time I'd seen her in a while. And she loves when I explain everything that I do. And so kind of what I was explaining as I was kind of going in towards using different techniques is, you know, we could easily just look at the musculoskeletal reasons for why you're having pain and difficulties with whatever your um, diagnoses, issues, complaints might be. But then you're missing a whole other piece of the puzzle and the whole other side of the way that pain is kind of comes about into our bodies, whether it be viscerally, like at the kind of deepest level of ourselves, or even craniosacral kind of brings in a little bit of that energy component to it as well. So Mm -hmm. it's all of these other aspects that you have to consider in order to really um, like hone in on helping somebody heal. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, it, it, I think it connects really in a lovely way with what I always talk about with acupuncture, you know, treating the root versus treating the branch, because, you know, if you're getting chronic headaches, yeah, you can take an Advil and your headache will go away, but why are you getting these chronic headaches in the first place? Like what is deeper underneath there? And like, let's dig up the root cause of the symptoms, which is the branch and, you know, promote more long-term healing, not just a short-term solution. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. So what kinds of, you know, if somebody is thinking about coming in for, you know, a session with you, are there particular conditions that you yourself treat on a regular basis, or do they not have to have any particular symptomatology to come see you? Like, how does that work? Yeah. And, and that also really depends. I mean, a lot, a large majority, I'd say usually come in a for a specific reason, but I do have a whole handful of clients that also come in for, um, almost like, I don't want to use the word checkup, but it's almost like wellness. Like a, I suppose, a wellness you know? visit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They come in just to, you know, every once a month, they want to come in and have like realignment things looked at, um, little kind of tune up, if you will. (laughs) Yeah. Kind of like a chiropractic adjustment almost like just exactly, exactly. And I feel like that's one of the easiest ways that I can kind of compare it is that physical therapy doesn't mean that you always have some sort of an acute issue going on. It's could be, you know, we're all working. I shouldn't say we all, cause I still work in person, but everyone working at home right now is slaving over their computers and probably at some point has a little neck back achiness going on. Um, so it can even be things like that mm-hmm. where you just, you know, you're kind of feeling the physical drain of the world and kind of just need a little tune up physically. And that's totally fine too. Yeah. Awesome. So when people come in for these wellness visits or really for any, anything that they're dealing with, um, what, what can they expect to feel after the session? Ideally, I hope that they would expect to feel better. <laughs> yeah, always a lot, good. A lot, of, yeah, a lot of the times they do, which is good. Um, and then, so hopefully feeling a little bit better, also feeling like they have a little bit more direction and power to kind of take, take future steps and control of whatever might have gotten them down that little hiccup that they might have been feeling, mm-hmm. that type of thing. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm curious because we, in acupuncture all the time, talk about the connection between the emotional, the emotional and the physical and how, you know, so often physical symptomatology can be a manifestation of 
something greater and deeper going on at an emotional level. So is that something that you notice in your practice as well? And if so, kind of how do you work with that? Definitely something that we see a whole lot of. I feel like working working with the pelvis in particular, and I mean, we do pelvic health for all genders, but I feel like us as women for sure tend to hold a lot of our stressors in our hips and our pelvic area, whether mm-hmm. it's related to you know, stress in general, emotional trauma, sexual trauma, anything of that sort, we kind of tend to pile it all on in our pelvis. And it kind of happens in a way that's almost, it's subconscious almost, because our body kind of reverts back to its carnal nature of wanting to protect the most vulnerable part of itself. Mm -hmm. Um, So in doing some of the, when you're working, when you're working directly on the most vulnerable part of somebody, especially if they're holding a lot of this trauma, then emotional releases do happen. Um, I also tend to see that a lot when I'm working viscerally with somebody that tends to be, so typically when you're kind of drawn towards tension, that might be a little bit deeper than the surface, but it's presenting itself on the surface in terms of referred pain or kind of dysfunction that's going on musculoskeletally usually means it's been there for a really long time. Mm -hmm. So there's when that part in particular, there's a lot of emotion, a lot of attachment, a lot of kind of deep rooted issues that people may or may not even know about. So oftentimes I'll be, you know, whether I'm helping release somebody's kidney or whatever, they might have an emotional response to be like, I don't understand why I'm feeling this way right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it's, it's incredibly overwhelming, especially to be reminded of things that you might've forgotten about and forgot mm-hmm. that your body kind of tucked stored away. <laughs> yeah. They kind of tuck <laughs> it away until I guess it's ready to, to come out. Um, so the other part is just being, I mean, I'm in no way a mental health therapist at all, but sometimes it's, it's nice to be able to be an open ear for somebody should they need it. Mm-hmm. But working with the flip side of there being a really large emotional attachment to a lot of the work that we do is there's also a lot of open communication about, you know, seeing mental health providers. We refer to each other all of the time. It's mm-hmm. all about that open communication and helping people get to, to where they need to go in yeah. order to kind of address all the aspects of whatever's going on. Absolutely. And I mean, I know I say that to my acupuncture patients all the time, you know, I have referred out to PTs or chiropractors or, you know, talk therapists just because it's, it's so vital to, especially if you're dealing with an acute issue or a, a chronic issue to come at it from multiple angles, because especially if it is something that you've been, you know, holding in your hips for years and it it's finally ready to come out, that's not just going to be something that is a one and done, you know, oh, you saw one practitioner one time, cool, boxes checked off, you're good to go. It can take a series of treatments from a series of different modalities to really not only support you physically, but also support you emotionally as you're moving that stagnation, releasing that stuck emotion, you know, all of that. Um, so, you know, I, I love that you are open to a, you know, having that referral relationship with other practitioners, because it really does serve your clients highest and best good at, at such a deep level. Um, so just for people who are, you know, curious about what kinds of work you do. Like, I know you talked about visceral manipulation. 
right? So I remember when you first told me about that, I was like, what is she talking about? So can you, can you kind of describe what that is and like what you, like if I was your patient and you were describing to me what you were going to physically do, what, what would that look like? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I feel like that term is, oh, it's a little intimidating. Like visceral right? <laughs> I mean, it's awesome, but it's definitely not something that most people are like, oh yeah, that. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess visceral in a sense, I mean, the pure definition is kind of relating to the organs, but the way I like to describe it to my patients, because I don't want them to be like, oh, she's touching my organs. So obviously <laughs> I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> so on the outside, but it's based on the idea that everything in our body kind of below the surface of like bones and skin and muscles and whatnot kind of moves throughout this kind of rhythmic pattern with our breath and as we develop and that type of thing. Um, and just like you can hurt a muscle or sprain your ankle, you can easily get a restriction in any sort of everything kind of going on underneath as well. Mm-hmm. And so that restriction, when it's there for a really long time, I mean, obviously it's going to affect whatever organ system it's involved in. Mm-hmm. Um, be it with like digestion or like your bowels and bladder, um, even your breathing, things like that. It's going to affect those things directly because, you know, that's where the restriction is, but then it's also going to kind of come to light at the surface as well. And it'll start affecting you on a more visible level. Mm. So in treating that, it's, it's, it's oftentimes a very gentle technique. You're kind of just listen. And I know this sounds all woo wooey, but we talk about <laughs> we love, witchy shit all the we time. Love we the love the woo it. here. We, oh yeah. We love the witchy shit, <laughs> <laughs> but you're basically just kind of listening to where these restrictions are in the body mm-hmm. and you're kind of coaxing them into back into their natural rhythm. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So it's, you're working with the organs and energy of the body. And that's, Mm -hmm. you know, that's so beautiful because so often we're putting medications and, you know, all this other stuff into the body instead of almost to shut it up instead of, you know, having that physical touch and that deep listening and asking the body what it needs. Because, you know, I always say to my clients, the body is so wise and it knows exactly what it needs. And, if you listen, it will tell you. And that, you know, oftentimes does sound woo woo to people, but you know, it's, it's always there as a resource and available to access if you are interested in, in making that connection. For sure. And that's one of the reasons I feel like what kind of what we do can complement each other so well, Mm -hmm. because, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you, you can basically treat out different kind of like pathways and organ systems in the body as well, right? Yeah, yeah. So with acupuncture, you know, we, for Reader's Digest version, we have all these different energetic pathways or meridians running through our bodies and each one is associated with a different organ system. And so along each pathway, there are different points that have very specific locations and functions. And so in choosing different points, you know, to work together, we're essentially activating that channel to elicit a healing response within the body. So it's almost like knocking on the door of, you know, the kidney channel and saying, come on, wake up. Like it's, yeah. it's time to, it's time to get going. And, <laughs> and, and, you know, whether it be dispersing stuck energy or <clears throat> building deficient energy, or just kind of harmonizing the organ systems with one another, it's, it's a similar thing. It's instead of using my hand per se, I'm, 
using the needle as a way to communicate with the body and, and wake exactly. things up and allow it to heal itself naturally without, you know, the addition of anything physically going into the bloodstream or into the muscles. So yeah, yeah it's, it's very cool to, I know we've had so many great conversations about our modalities and, you know, mm-hmm. we're just like gabbing away and I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, these are so similar, you know, just yeah. with a different technique really. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so I'd love to talk to, I know like we had talked a little bit before this about different, you know, different things we wanted to talk about. Yeah. Um, but I, I was, I would love to learn more about kind of the science behind pelvic floor conditions and like, especially with pain during and after intercourse, because I know mm-hmm. that that's something we, you know, we do have a very high female listener presence on this podcast. And I know that it's something that oftentimes women will feel ashamed about or embarrassed, or they won't really know where to turn in terms of how, you know, first of all, why it's happening. And second of all, how they can, you know, work to heal this, this thing that's causing them challenge. So I'd really love to kind of put that concept out in the open here today and just really get, get deep and discuss it and, and see, you know, your perspective in terms of why that happens and how we can work to solve it. Yeah. I mean, I, I will talk about it all day long, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I mean, the, there's all kinds of different science behind it and all these different, I mean, obviously it can be because of, you know, a certain disease process, be it like PCOS (laughs) or endometriosis or something like that. But there's also a whole there's this, that, and the third kind of medicalized diagnosis for (laughs) pelvic pain, pain with sex, all of the above. When a lot of times I find that usually just kind of comes back to a really tight pelvic floor. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things that can be a really frustrating journey. Cause unfortunately, a lot of the time, once, once a patient is finally walking into my clinic and ready to have, you know, a little bit more of conservative help with it, they've already been to a variety of different practitioners, been told a variety of different diagnoses, Googled a million different things. <laughs> Dr. Fully Google. Gone, fully gone down the black hole there. Um, and it can be really incredibly overwhelming. And I hear a lot, probably more times than not actually, when women come in and they say, you know, I've tried to bring this up before and I'm just told, you need to relax more. You're just too stressed. Have a glass of wine. And it's like, I obviously can't sit there and like pull my hair out, but it's like, I'm like (laughs) internally being like, Oh my God, because it's so frustrating. And I just could not imagine as it going through that and having a very, cause we still don't talk about a lot of things that go on in our pelvic area. Mm -hmm. Um, and to have something that's really terrifying, something that is not even, we don't even really know all that much about, and just be told there's nothing wrong with you. You're fine. Just relax. Mm -hmm. That is just such an insensitive and kind of re-traumatizing statement that Mm -hmm. like, no wonder the pelvic floor is, you know, tight as a rock. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, well, so I'll use myself as an example. You know, I have been going through, you know, challenge in the like uterine area for for many years. And one time, like it it happened again recently where I kind of had a flare up and I had gone to see a doctor and they were like, Oh, like, do you need me to write you a prescription for antidepressants? Like, I think it's just all in your head. And I was like, 
the, you know what, it's in my head. Like, yeah, of course I'm <laughs> feeling depressed because I've gone to doctor after doctor and you're all just telling me that this pain is in my head and it's not like, yeah, you know, it's, it, it's making me cry. It's making me like want to crawl out of my body so I can like escape it, you know? And so I think it's so important that you, in your practice, like really take in what the client is saying and believe them and, you know, find other alternatives to help them, you know, deal with this on a, you know, manual manipulation, physical touch, whatever it is way so that it's, they're not just popping a pain pill and forgetting about it or told that they're depressed and they need to just chill out, you know? So exactly. Yeah. So that's, that's wonderful. And, you know, for any of you out there who are struggling with anything in the pelvic region, please go see this woman. She's amazing <laughs> and will be able to help you so much. Um, so with that being said, like if, first of all, I want to come see you and <laughs> when, like, if I was walking into your treatment room, how, mm-hmm. you know, what kinds of things would you do with me? And, you know, how would you go about addressing, you know, it, let's say it was a tight pelvic floor. I'm still not totally yeah. sure what it is, but let's say that was the example. What, how would you take it from there? Yeah. So I, I feel like the biggest thing meeting somebody, somebody right out is just kind of validating the journey and the experience that they've had thus far mm-hmm. and just kind of letting them know that like, we hear you and we completely validate you, um, in everything that you're feeling and that it is a very real thing. So one of the things that I always make sure that I kind of am very upfront about is exactly what happens in the initial evaluation. Yeah. <laughs> So, because I don't want somebody to be like, oh, wait, so this is what it, because a lot of times people are like, I have no idea what pelvic PT is. I've never heard of you until I started having these issues and I Googled it or my friend told me about it, that type of thing. So right off the bat, it's just making it a safe space, validating them completely. And then above all, making sure that, you know, we have their consent to actually, you know, look at and try to help them figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um. Cause typically there is an internal assessment involved in that. So sure, you don't sure. want to alarm anybody, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And then it's always, I, it's always very, um, it, not, not funny, but it's always very kind of gratifying and like hopeful for me when we kind of get to the point where I'm explaining kind of what's going on. Like, yes, you've been giving all of these diagnoses. Yes. You've been told like, oh, I need this pill. I need that pill. Surgery might be an option, all of this stuff. But it's like, once you kind of break things down on a level of you, you feel why this is painful because this is so tight. And they're like, oh my gosh, this is, this is all it is. It feels like feeling their relief Mm -hmm. um, in that moment to just know, like, you're totally like, yes, you are actually totally fine. But there is also something wrong that's easy enough for you to fix. And Mm -hmm. then of course, kind of empowering them to, you know, obviously I do some of the manual treatment myself, but then also giving them options of how they can help manage their symptoms and stuff at home. And I think it, at least I hope it can be really empowering for the people that I see to um, be able to hear that, you know, everything is fine. You're not going to need surgery. You're not going to be need to be on medication for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. That type of thing. And and I I feel like I rambled a little bit. I just, I could go. Oh oh my God. I mean, that's, (laughs) I I've been finding this on every podcast episode I've recorded so far that, you know, people will get on a roll when they're talking about their modality that they're so passionate about. And I'm just sitting here like, 
oh, hell yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> so I'm here for it. Good. Um, yeah, because I mean, it's like using endometriosis as an example, you know, they can't confirm a diagnosis without surgery. And yeah. so like, that's something I've been kind of trying to wrap my head around. Like, is this something a road I want to go down? Like, ugh. but then it can also cause fertility issues. So, you know, it is, it is such a vulnerable thing. And so to be able to, you know, make that connection with a patient, form that rapport and, you know, be able to give them hope that, you know, that isn't the only option that they have to, in order to feel better and, you know, not risk their, their fertility, that it's, yeah. it's wonderful. It's, oh, I love it. Cause love you know, it. hopefully, hopefully at some point we will, I think we're starting to kind of get more into the whole conservative integrative medicine approach to things, Yeah, but we obviously still have a really long way to go. And I think, and I don't, I mean, I can speak for myself, but I feel like you also might have a little bit of skepticism for the whole medicalized side of our healthcare system. Mm-hmm. Um, occasionally <laughs> it's come up. So it's, it's kind of that whole, like, yes, there's a place for, you know, worst case scenario, surgery, all of this stuff, that kind of side of things, but we're, we're starting to get away and have a really far way to go towards getting towards more of the side of things of let's dial this back a little bit and try to start from square one and then kind of build up and see if we have to go the surgical or the medication route, that mm-hmm. type of thing. And a lot of that is just providers being a little bit more, um, a little bit more aware of other providers, having mm-hmm. that kind of interprofessional relationship with other providers and really understanding what each person has to offer and when it's a good idea to kind of refer for another opinion. Cause there's absolutely nothing wrong when, with being like, I really, I'm not entirely sure what I should do with you. Go see mm-hmm. somebody who might know a little bit better. Yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, I know I've done that for myself. Like I'll, I have one client in particular who I've been working on, you know, several different, both physical and emotional concerns around. Mm -hmm. And there was this one physical thing that was going on that I, I, I did everything I knew how to do and nothing was changing, you know, all, all kinds of other things were changing in her emotional state and other, you know, physical aspects, but this one piece of the puzzle, like I just, I'm like, I, I don't know what to do here. And so I referred her to a different practitioner for this specific thing. And I think it's starting to work. So, you know, maybe that particular issue was something that needed that specific modality to, yeah. you know, open things up in a way that I, you know, either couldn't or didn't know how to do. And so exactly having, like, I have a list of practi- fellow practitioners in my phone that I always, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, I have you in the back of my mind in case I need it. And, and I think it brings it, you know, in terms of thinking about health in a different way, like you were just saying, what was coming to mind with me there is bringing it back to the conversation in the beginning of a wellness visit. Mm -hmm. You know, like I always tell my clients and I'm sure you do the same, you know, people think, oh, do I have to have something quote unquote wrong with me to, make an appointment with you. And I say, Oh my God, absolutely not. Like yeah, some of the, I most... see you like that. The first yeah, time I, exactly. you, I was like, I don't know, but I feel like, I don't know, need something. <laughs> yeah. And, and it can make, like, I know you had said, if it's okay to share your, your sleep was even better. And, yeah. and you were like, I didn't know it could be that good. That's amazing. Yeah. You know? And it makes the good even greater and even more amazing so that you know, when things do eventually come up in life as they're one to do, 
your body is strong and vital and ready to handle anything that life throws at it. And it doesn't completely knock you down. So it's, you know, part of building that immunity and keeping the chi flowing freely. And so, you know, I think that it's incredibly important for people to come see practitioners like yourself for regular tune-ups to, you know, keep the trains running on time so that when, you know, if you do hurt yourself or something happens, it's not a catastrophe. It's okay. You know, I'm feeling a little uncomfortable or, you know, I'll need a little time to heal, but this is so not the end of the world. Yeah, exactly. Cause, and I've also tend to see kind of going back to how we both were talking about the way that kind of trauma can be represented in the body, Mm -hmm. even if it's not in the pelvic floor or whatnot, once the body finds that one spot where it can kind of like hoard a lot of its restrictions, a lot of its kind of emotions and its somatic response to that, it's going to keep with that spot, whether you kind of realize it or not. Mm -hmm. And so addressing, addressing that kind of in a more proactive way, just like you were saying, is going to help prevent it from being an absolute catastrophe and like huge blow up when, you know, the, when it's the final straw, that type Mm -hmm. of thing. Exactly. So if there was like one golden nugget of wisdom that you would want people to know, you know, about your specialty, what would it be? A golden nugget. Oh, that's a hard question. (laughs) (laughs) Got to stump you at the end. (laughs) Um, Let's see. I think, I think just that, I think that not always, you don't always need you don't always need to rely on like a pill or imaging or something of that sort in order to find answers for whatever you're going through. And it always doesn't, it doesn't always have to be like the most, I guess, medicalized answer. Mm -hmm. Like you can come to a physio or an acupuncturist or a Cairo or whoever else in the more conservative medical field. Um, for just in general, you don't need a referral. You don't have to go, you don't have to jump through loops and see a whole lot of different providers before you get there. You can Mm -hmm. just walk in and be like, I don't really know what's going on. Yeah. And we'll work, we'll work with you to try to figure that out Awesome. and help you. So it doesn't happen again in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Preventative medicine, man. That's the key to the future. I truly believe it. It should be the new gold standard for sure. Yeah. And I, I think that it is becoming that slowly, but surely, you know, as health becomes, you know, more and more of a fad, which I'm so grateful for. And as these different modalities are gaining more recognition and respect in the Western world, you know, being included on insurance and, you know, all of these things and people wanting to just take better care of themselves. I think we're on the road there and there's, you know, there's certainly ways to go, as you, I think mentioned earlier and, we're, we're on the road, you know, we're, we're taking the journey. It's we're on the right, the right path. So I think it's, it's only a matter of time before this becomes just a way of life for the majority of the population. Yeah. Which would be amazing. Right. Think of all the things we could do. Like when, (laughs) after I give myself acupuncture or get acupuncture, I feel like freaking wonder woman and I like get all this stuff done and just, I feel on top of my game and and we could all feel that way all the time by utilizing these modalities. For sure. For sure. Well Uh, said sister. 
Amen. Um, <laughs> so is there anything else, you know, before we wrap up today that you really want to make sure our listeners know? Oh, not, I guess not really. I don't know. You asked a lot of really great questions. So I feel like I just, you know, word vomited it all out there. Love, it. <laughs> Love a good word vomit. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, a, a big purpose of this podcast, and I've said this to people before is I want to bring on people who are, you know, experts in their field to t- have a real conversation about what it is that they do, because so often similar to what you were s- saying earlier, you know, what is pelvic PT? And, and sometimes people will shy, you know, not sometimes, oftentimes people shy yeah. away from things that they don't know or don't understand because they don't want to sound, you know, stupid or be judged for not understanding yeah. whatever it is that, you know, they're considering. So, you know, having these conversations is, I think, so important because it brings it to people in a really simple digestible way so that they have that knowledge to feel empowered to then go take action and and seek out the help that they need whether it's wellness or something specific you know acute or chronic going on absolutely and even even recently i've kind of found a lot of people don't even realize that they might even have a pelvic floor issue. Mm. Like I was having a convert, one of my friends um, happened to call me last week. And this was probably like the third conversation I'd had in like this past, I guess last month, cause it's now March, which is crazy. Um, <laughs> but was like, I feel like I might actually need to go see someone like you because I didn't know what pelvic floor PT was, but it hurts when I have sex. And I was like, girl, yes, you absolutely should. Mm-hmm. But like women just don't like, I feel like sometimes we just don't know. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so, so a lot of that comes from those converse, the conversations that, you know, you're trying to inspire with, you know, myself, as well as all the other practitioners that, um, that you're having on your show, which I think is awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I got to have the best on there. So I was like, got to call Trish. <laughs> um, so where, where can people find you, um, to connect with you more, maybe see you for a session or just, you know, if they have any follow-up questions after this episode. Yeah. So I work at a physical therapy practice called Indigo Physiotherapy. It's in Roland Park. I know it's great. And our whole little vibe is, is, vibe's just beautiful. Very healing, very, very, very lovely. Um, But you can absolutely connect with us on our Instagram, which is at Indigo Physio. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. And I'll include that in the show notes. Awesome. Um, Awesome. Well, I think that's all that I have for you today. This was such a rich conversation and I know I learned a lot and I'm definitely going to come see you soon. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for your time today and for coming on and educating us all about pelvic floors and physio and, you know, all the wonderful things that you offer your clients. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Hannah. This is wonderful. Awesome. Well, thank you again. And thank you guys so much for tuning in. We will see you next week. Have a great day. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you've heard, it would be everything if you would subscribe to this podcast and leave me a five-star review. It is my goal to spread as much healing energy and education as possible. And every little bit helps. So thanks again for listening. And until next time, namaste.